Blog Talk Radio. How do you choose a date? Whose company would you enjoy? Well, one thing you can consider... Hello, welcome everybody. Hey, Daniel, are you on? Hey, what's going on? Okay, sorry guys, we were having some technical difficulties. But we're here, we're connected, we're ready. Um, Yes. I just wanted to tell everybody, welcome. We are fluent in Singlish. I'm Lena. I'm Danny. And Danny, and um, follow us on Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio forward slash fluent in singlish. Um, we're going to be on iTunes in a couple of weeks, and we're also on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is fluent singlish, um, at fluent singlish, and then our Instagram is fluent underscore in underscore singlish. Um, so hit us up with any questions, comments, um, slide in our DMs whenever you feel like it. Um, today our topic is our own dating negatives. And what we mean by that is what are the things that make us undateable? What are what are the things that um, keep us from having a successful uh, dating life? What, what are the things that right. people have complained about maybe? Um, and right. we'll be addressing your questions at the end of the show. So if you want to call us, call in and give us your thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. And again, if we have time, we'll address them. So you can call in at um, 213-943-3577. That's 213-943-3577. So anything popping this week? Any <clears throat> news we should be catching up on? Yeah, I noticed um, I was just scrolling through my news feed and I saw that um, Janae Aiko, she was dating um, Big Sean. Yes, and I'm not yes, a, yes. like a gossip person, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing, I do watch TMZ. Like that's my thing. I, I do watch TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> but, Everybody has um, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. Um, so I remember seeing that they said that she had a tattoo of Big Sean, like a really nice tattoo, but it was like big. And um, I thought that's just crazy. So now I, I was scrolling and I saw that they broke up. I don't know if it's true or not or, or whatever, but I just thought it's interesting when people are like um, putting names and putting like real faces. And I know that uh, Zane and Gigi, like he has yeah. their eyes on him. And I just thought, you know what, these things don't always work out, and then you're just locked in. And I just, that's just, to me, that's just not cool. Yeah, that's so permanent. I know uh, Amber Rose had Wiz Khalifa's face tattooed on her arm, and she ended up getting it covered up with, like, the Hollywood sign or something. So, yeah, (laughs) I I hope for the sake of Jane Iko that, uh, the room, it's just a rumor and, and they're in for a yeah. lifetime of love. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a, that's a so, tough one, yeah. having someone's name tattooed on your body anywhere or face or yeah. eyeballs or, um, yeah, and I, I get being or in lips. love and all that, but yeah. yeah, you just never know. You just never know. Yeah. Too unsure, too unsure, but yeah, um, sending positive vibes out to Gene Iko. I hope it's, I hope it's all a rumor. Um, yeah. But um, so back to our topic. Um, so um, I think we've all kind of expressed or let people know whom we've dated, kind of like what their flaws are. Uh, probably it yeah. might be reasons why you're not dating anymore. Um, I think sometimes we take we fail to take a look at uh, what we think our own flaws are all our own negative characteristics that keep us from, from um, finding 
I don't want to say finding someone or just things not working out with a particular person. Uh, Daniel, you want to, you want to share one of the things that you think might be um, one of your less than positive characteristics? Yeah. I mean, we, you have to be honest. Like you can't just say, Oh, it didn't work out because they're crazy or they're this or they're that. It's, it's like a two way street. You got to admit your own stuff and, and if it's something you got to work on, it's something you got to work on. For me, uh, one of the things, I'm sure it's a, it's a couple things, but um, for me, one of the things is I really do focus on work. Like I've said before on the show, I love what I do. I focus on my work. And it could be like I'm not the text all day person. And I've been that person. And I know that, you know, when I invest in somebody like that, I will text with somebody all day. But sometimes you meet somebody they're real cool, but you just, you don't, you know, I'm real easy to disappear. Like I will ghost people by accident. Like, <laughs> like I just don't lock in on yeah. people all the time. And, and, and people have been great. Like women have like put in effort and made it easy for me to uh, be able to be this way and to focus on work and get projects done and all that. But I really do need to um, put in a little extra effort, even when, I don't feel so locked in. If it's somebody I'm interested in, even as a friend or anything, I really do mm-hmm. need to give a little more than I do. It's easy for me to get wrapped up and just like days just fly by, but uh, I need to I need to work on that. So you think one of your flaws is not giving people your time? <sighs> yeah. And this is, it's like, if I don't know you well enough yet, you're not worth my time. That sounds awful. I just Ooh, said it out of my Yeah, mouth. that does but sound pretty bad. That sounds bad. But like, I, I'm, I'm working on a project and I'm really happy about what I'm doing and I'm, I'm focused on it and I'm excited about it. And it's like, oh yeah, you were cool. And, and we talked a couple of times and I just kind of forget. So, but if okay. I'm like really into somebody I mean not even really really it's, even if it's like a guy I met that's a friend it's like oh he plays basketball are we gonna try to get together and play basketball a couple of days a week I, mm-hmm. sometimes I will just it will just float away and I'll because I get so focused on things and it's not that I it my thing is I don't give people enough time for me to really lock in on them and really really dedicate the time that they deserve you know to mm-hmm. to um really grow as a friendship, it's, it's, you know, it's not always a one-way road. I can't always just right. assume that everybody's just going to be around whenever, you know, so right. I got I to own that. So, so do you believe in the saying that people make time for they, what they want to make time for? I do. I really, okay. really do. That's why people, when they say, if I talk to somebody and they say, oh, well, I don't talk to them much because she works. It's like I've known people that have done two jobs, had a kid, and still found a way to text somebody that they really wanted to talk to, like all day long. Right. So it, it's I, I, I believe that. I, I think that um, you will make time for what you want. And that could be, you know, that's, that is a lot of times a sign for the other person to be like, you know, if they're not really checking in on me or really trying to uh-huh. see how my day was, Maybe I need to move on, you know. But the fair, the unfair thing for me to be doing is not giving them a chance to be that person, you know. Not, yeah. not finding out all the the cool things about that person, regardless of who they are. Everybody's got cool things about them, and just not really locking in. So, in your instance, would you say that 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 statement is isn't always true? There's caveats to that. Because it sounds like yeah. you want to get to know people is just you don't have time and not necessarily that you're deliberately or maliciously not making time for them, but um, that you're engulfed in work or projects that you're working on. So do you think that holds true yeah. in your situation? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and plus with with the way that I work and the projects that I'm, I'm doing, it's not something that you work from, you know, nine to five and then you come home right. and you're just kind of disconnected and then you eat dinner and then you, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you're going to do the rest of the day. With me, it's all day long because I, I have like all these things in the air and things that I want to be doing, things that I'm looking forward to all day. And then when you cram them all together, um, uh-huh. the days just kind of disappear, 
You know, yeah. and True. that's what that's why when I was talking about relationships before, it's so easy that you know I'm a comfortable person. I like to be comfortable, and it's easy for somebody to come over and just relax and hang out, and, you know, just be here while I work, and then I take a break, and then it's it's fun. It's like it's a really comfortable day, but then. I'm not going and meeting them at their house or taking them somewhere or going out to do this or going because, you know, it's just, it's, I appreciate it, but this is not what most people want to do. Like I enjoy being inside work. You know, most people don't. So. Right. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds like that's, that's probably a very common flaw. I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people our age, find it difficult to make time to date. Yeah. I think it's something that, you know, you have to be, you got to kind of like be committed to because it's so easy for it to like fall out of your circle of priorities. Cause it does take yeah. a lot of effort. It does require that you get a it lot does. of, give a lot of yourself, even if it's not just one person, just committing to the act or, or, or to the sport of dating. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, it's exhausting too. It can get yeah, tiring trying it, to keep up with people and, and getting to know people. Tell your same story over and over. Um, yeah. Where are you from? How'd you get here? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So um, and it, people, it requires they a do lot. have to. Yeah, they have to. People have to pay bills. People have other things that they're you know responsible for, and they right. on, on top of that. There's tons of other people, like you said, that are are dating that are. You know, if this person's single and you're attracted to them, other people are too. So it's like if you're not texting them or you're not calling them or taking them out, somebody else is. And if this mm-hmm. is something you want to do, like if you're looking for somebody, um, I've been happily single for a while, but yeah. if you are out there looking to, to date and looking to find somebody to get married to or even somebody just to be like a companion, you got to put in work. And to me, that's yeah. a double-edged sword because – you at the in one side you have to show that you are interested and you're willing to put in the work and on the other side you're competing with a whole bunch of other people that are doing the same thing so it's like you're going to win you're going to fail um but it it takes a lot of effort you know dating is right tough. it is it's so tough it's such it's such a um it, it's such a complex task um and yeah. you have to you have to be like mentally there to do it too. If you're not mentally committed yeah. to it, it it will like go by the wayside and you won't. I mean, it just yeah. won't happen. You know, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to go on two dates this month and then it just never happens. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think yeah, that's a pretty true. common flaw. I was hoping you were gonna say something really, really, really bad because I so I could be like, "You're such a horrible person." No, I'm joking. You're oh, not a horrible person. I was I was, I was waiting for say, something you know, awful, really terrible. Yeah. Um, but no, no I think no, that's I think that's a common flaw. I think it's it's more um, I think it's more accepted. <laughs> one one of the more accepted flaws yeah. because I think a lot of people are in that same boat. You know, we're not 19 yeah. years old and, you know, right. trying to see how many Twitter dates we can get and, you know, how yeah. many people are sliding in our DMs. It's kind of like, um, yeah. it's a different, it's a different creature at this age. Um, yeah. but yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me see. I have you? a few, I have a few flaws. <laughs> Okay. Um, we all have get a, into, few, a few flaws. Yeah, I won't. I won't get into the really horrible ones. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I think, in as far as dating is concerned, let me let me address dating, not relationships. But I think, as right, far right. as dating is concerned, um, I like cut people off very easily, and usually yeah. really quick. And um, I had someone question me about that one time and not necessarily because I was like, oh, I never want to talk to you. I said, good day. You know, not that type of cut people off, but cut people off like whenever, whenever I see you aren't about anything, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm not responding to that anymore, you know, and yeah, that's how yeah. people are like, oh, I thought we were getting along. I thought we were talking. I thought, you know, we had good conversation. And I literally had one guy um, text me numerous times over the course of a couple of weeks and say, so you're really not going to text me back? <laughs> so, um I can be pretty cold when it comes to that. I don't know how to sever ties in the most cordial manner. Um, I, I feel like okay, people. Will go, I, I feel like people will just go away, as opposed as opposed to, um, um, you know, kind of saying, "Hey, you know, I don't think this is working." And I've matured. I've matured a lot, um, but I think that's one of my flaws. I, I get uninterested, and I just don't want to be bothered at on any level and that's not cool because just because something isn't working out to the way in in the way that I would want it to work out doesn't mean that um it can't fix itself or if I talk yeah. to that person about what it is that I'm not happy about that they can't come to a compromise I think one of the things that bothered me about one person was exactly who Daniel is and his flaws is the whole texting thing. You know, I'd get a text from him in the morning. I text him back. I'm, I'm usually super attentive um, most of the time. Um, And then he'll ask a question. I'll text him back and I won't hear from him for like two days. So that part starts to get like, Oh, so you're busy. That's great. But, in the course of two days, I answered your text question and there's just no response. So I usually get pretty fed up with those types of things happening. Um, And then I'm usually like, you know, I'm not going to waste my time anymore. Um, Or just when people say ignorant things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, that's, that is under, I think most people will agree with that. That's, I don't really, well, I mean, if you consider it a flaw, then it's something that if you just think you want to work on. But I think that's fine. I think that that kind of cuts through yeah. the noise a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on length of time for me. If it's like this is somebody you've been talking True. to for two years and then you're just like, I'm done, that's different than, all right, we tried this for a couple of weeks and this is not working for me. So, um, you know, take care. That yeah. is two different There was things. one instance where you know, it was a, a long-term, it was a long-term um, courting and I did that I wasn't proud of it <laughs> I wasn't proud of it but I just got so frustrated at one point and I'm like you know what F this I'm not responding to this anymore um, and then another case where someone said something super offensive uh, and it immediately turned me off and I just I didn't want to deal with it or even explain what I was so upset about um, yeah. funny, sto- it's funny story time, but, uh, okay. went out with a guy a couple of times. We decided to go out around Valentine's. Um, we didn't, we purposely didn't go out on Valentine's day because we didn't want to feel any type of obligation to be anyone's Valentine. So we went out the day after we go mm. to, uh, a brewery, um, that I chose cause I love craft beers And um, he had no idea what this place was. So uh, we get there. He goes to the restroom, asks me to order him a sangria, which I do. The waitress comes over. I'm super giddy like a baby, a little kid. And I'm like, yes, give me the menu. I want to order like 20 flights of beers. So I order a sixer, which isn't bad. That's pretty decent. It's pretty ladylike. So I order a flight of six. He comes back from the bathroom. He's like, oh, did you order? I was like, yeah, I ordered. It was great. And uh, super excited. I never tried the beers there. The lady brings his sangria. Then she brings my flight. And she's, you know, telling me what all the beers are as she's putting them down in front of me. And his eyes are like, what's going on? Um, He proceeds to say, oh, I didn't know you ordered beer. I said, yeah, I love beer. I can't wait to try them all. And he's like, oh. And I was like, okay, what's going on? He proceeds to say, well, 
beer's like a man's drink. <laughs> and I I take one to the head and put it down and pretty much am like, I'm about to get so drunk tonight. I'm about to get fucked up just to prove a <laughs> Out of sight. Um, so I finished all the beers and he wasn't very yeah. happy. And the next day, you know, thanks, I had a good time, and I didn't respond. And later on in the afternoon, it was, hey, are you there? <laughs> so yeah. um, I, 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 don't, I don't do very well expressing myself when I'm unhappy with something. Uh, okay. It's very hard for me. It used to be very hard. I've gotten better. But it's still an issue. Yeah. I still have trouble voicing my concerns. So that can lead to a lot of miscommunication, and I know that's a flaw. So okay, um, so you feel like that you you instead of just like kind of break, which you really to me you don't really have to. Like I get the the um the way that approach to that. I think that was a, a great you know way to deal with it. It's just enjoy yourself. Drunk. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you enjoyed your your night, though, right? I mean, you had a good yeah, time. Yeah, I had a great time. You enjoyed, right? So, regardless of that ruining your night, um, you were able to move forward in a <laughs> good way because you enjoyed your beers, and yeah. you knew that you weren't going to see this person anymore. So it's like, now, really, would it have been a, a better thing to try to fix this person's, you know? point of view or just enjoy yourself. Like to me, I feel like you went the better route. True. True. Um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think too, in more serious situations, I'm the same way as well. So um, those situations were kind of point blank. Um, and I think I've been involved in situations where they're a little bit more complicated, where I'm like, you know what, um, this, I'm over this. This is over, and I don't want to talk about it. Um, so the lack of communication in certain situations, given whatever the situation is, could make things a thousand times worse. And they have. They have made things mm-hmm. a thousand times worse before, when mm-hmm. I could have easily just expressed what I was upset about or what I was concerned about instead of just saying, I'm cutting you off and like running the scissors up. Um, so I've noticed that about myself and, and I've gotten, I've am way better than what I used to be. I used to just, if I was upset about something, I'd shut down. You couldn't even get a word out of me. Um, yeah. So that's one that I've been working on. It's still a work in progress, but I'm, I'm better yeah. than what I used to be. And- yeah, and also when you do speak up about what your issues are, I mean, if they are more serious, it also helps the person that has that, you know, problem with what you're doing or whatever it is. Yes. I mean, it, being able to communicate your issues, maybe they've never heard that before. Maybe people have always just ghosted them or, or you know, yeah, something other than having the conversation about what, what's going on and, and maybe yeah. they learn something from you, you know, so you never know yeah. what communication can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think it's, I've seen the damage it can do and I can, and I've seen uh, in some cases how it's kept me from having to further interact with people I should not have been involved with. So, um, but I think, I think being able to uh, communicate on all avenues, not just when I'm happy about something or excited about something, but also when I'm dealing with something that's difficult uh, and I I need to know how to express myself uh, in a way that uh, people can understand and not just saying, you know what, how about I just don't return your calls anymore? (laughs) (laughs) That's not always the way to teach people what it is that that you want them to know or express what you want them to know. But yeah, yeah I'm a, a I am a, a huge deal. yeah, I'm a huge cutter offer. So if that's if that's a noun. Uh, yeah. I am too. <laughs> um I'm a I'm a serious ghost there. I really am. I mean I don't um I don't just disappear. Well I've I've disappeared in the past. <laughs> like one time one uh um I had I was in Philadelphia and 
I had met this group of people, and I was wrong, too, because I'm about to tell a story that I don't think I've ever told anybody. But I okay. was wrong because there was this, this girl. I was younger. I was like 20, maybe 21 or something. And um, uh-huh. she, uh, somebody that I was close to liked her, and she liked me. And I thought for a second, I was like, maybe I shouldn't because he likes her. But they've never been out. She's, she didn't like him back. So I thought, but she's really cute. So, okay, I'm going to. And we spent the whole weekend together, and it was great, and it was fun. I went home, uh-huh. and I never called her. But she kept calling me and calling me and calling mm-hmm. me, and I kind of just ignored her. But then it, it got to the point where I was like, all right, let me just talk to her and just make her stop. And I just, she was just, it just, I felt so bad on the phone, and I didn't know how to get out of it. So I was just like, I couldn't call you because I was locked up. And she was like, oh, okay. And I thought, why am I lying to this girl? What? I just felt so bad. Daniel. I did. And I felt oh. so bad because she was just so sweet. And I was like, we, you know, I'm down here and you're up there. It's not going to work out. And kind of. And I thought I felt bad after I said it because I didn't know what else to say. Like, I'm just ignoring you or I've been trying to, you know, duck you out. And But she was calling every day. She was super sweet. So Poor thing. Um, I never did that again. But, see, I learned a lesson there because – you know, just being straight up with them uh, is always the better route to go. <laughs> and I do yeah. know people, but I don't, I don't, you know, she had me in a corner and it taught me something that day. But yeah, um, I ghost people and um, it's, it's, so you're you know, a ghoster. It, it sucks for both sides. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And sometimes it's by accident, but sometimes it, it's, it's on purpose. Cause like you said, Most sometimes the they'll say something. You're just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Like, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that and in that case, it could have I I could have even handled the whole beer situation a little bit better and been like, "You know what? You know, I don't think this is going to work. You know, we obviously don't share the same views or values, but instead, I just didn't answer his phone calls. He emailed me and texted me for about nine months. Wow. Randomly, not every day, but randomly here yeah. and there. And then finally after I got a random email from him about a year after that date, um, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he hit me with the, oh, I don't think I have your number anymore. I should give you a call. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was nice, you know, touching base with you and I never responded with my phone number so I never heard from him yeah. again um, wow but just the thought of leaving someone lingering like that made me feel guilty um, yeah. yeah because I, he obviously I, I don't like that yeah he was obviously not discouraged by my beer drinking or he would have never called me again or it you know me not answering would have ended everything but he was persistent even after I was unresponsive so then I felt bad I did feel bad and I just don't Mm -hmm. you know like I don't want that to be my track record with dating or you know to bring that kind of karma back on myself so um, I'm working on it I'm getting better at it Um, but I was trying to think of another another flaw I have, and um, I'm naturally well, an organizer by by, by nature, and uh, trying to organize dating is a very bad thing. So, um, well, for for one second, can we go back mm-hmm. to the last one because I yeah. have a question. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> let's go back to that night. All okay. Right. Now, let's say that you say that when he, he says that, you know, uh, beer is for men, um, uh-huh. can you have, can you say to him, this is how I feel about what you just said, and it's fine, but this isn't going to go any further between us. Can we just have this nice evening out and then just go our separate ways? Can you sit at the table with him after being real with him and still not find yourself in an awkward situation? I don't think I would have expressed it. It was over. I think had I been a little bit more bold, I would have definitely said what I didn't like about what he said and proceeded to get drunk. 
Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could have, <laughs> I don't think I could have said, you know, this isn't going to go any further. Let's enjoy the rest of the night. I don't think that would have worked. At, that wouldn't have worked for me. Even if it worked for him, that wouldn't have worked for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I think part of part yeah. of that would have been possible. The other part wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. I see I like that. I like being able to to find out a couple things about somebody if I can be real with them up front. Uh-huh. Like I would like to be able to see what a person would do if I said, "Look, you seem real cool, but you know, romantically anything, I don't think anything's going to go further because of whatever whatever and just express what mm-hmm. the issue was." I would like to see if somebody can can sit through that with me and, and could stomach it. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, was, I if was, it's over I was anyway. also an amateur dater. I was an amateur dater. I I still don't know how to date and I definitely didn't know how to date then. This was a few years back. I had I have no clue what to do. <laughs> I still have no clue what to do. <laughs> um so you know, we had been out on a couple of dates. I thought the guy was cool. He was really nice, good head on his shoulders, good job, comes from a good family. Um, obviously, some sort of old-fashioned um, for you to say that beer is a man's drink. I don't. I didn't even know I knew anyone that old-fashioned. Um, yeah. But I also was just so new to dating. He was actually the first person I dated Um after my separation so that was kind of like all new to me it was all new to me I I, the last time I dated before that I was 20 years old you know I was 19 years old so I had no clue I had I had no clue at all I was 30 years old I had no idea what dating was or what I was supposed to do or what was allowed and wasn't allowed and when I went home that night after I passed out and woke up I was like should I have had six beers on a date you know, I started to question what I did wrong. Not that beer yeah. was wrong, but was that too bold? But that, you know, I could only be me, and that's me. Like, I will, not anymore, but I would drink you under the table. But, um, but and, I, and I enjoyed that. To, mm-hmm. But isn't that unfair for you to not be you in a date? Like, don't we have the same conversation about people putting their resume out there and saying this is who I am but it's really not really who you are so isn't it better when you go out there and show who you really are so that you know what I'm with this or I'm not with this it is it is but being new to the dating scene I just didn't know I you know coming (laughs) coming out of a (laughs) coming out of a relationship where I was constantly conforming and trying to make someone happy. I was very unsure of who I was or what I was. Um, And then adding the element of dating and meeting someone new and wondering if you're, if I was comfortable in my own skin uh, to be who I really was in front of someone else, because I wasn't able to do that for so long. Uh, So it was all new. And I, and I learned a lot from that. And I think now I'm, pretty upfront about a lot of stuff it's kind of hard for me not to be because now I just kind of feel like worst case scenario is that you don't like it and you run for the hills and it was never meant to be anyway um so I've learned a lot I I, I learned a lot through having those flaws and still working on them at the same time like I'm not completely over the when I'm not happy about something thing you know like uh it's hard for me to discuss things that i'm not happy about yeah yeah some sometimes yeah. put you in a well, position good question yeah good question cool <laughs> thank, you, thank you yeah <laughs> dating with with you know these days it's so different than i think it's always evolving everything is evolving and you know the way that Dating, like we talked about dating apps and we talk about all these things. Um, more stuff is out there in the world. Like people know more about you now before you date than they did before. So some people, yes. they put their issues on, you know, those profiles and they say, this is, this is what I got going on. And people are like, good, because that's what I got going on. And, yeah. you know, it kind of cuts out a lot of the, the, um, the, the time that's to be wasted on, you know, tiptoeing around, you know, what your, what your thing is and, 
And, um, you know, it, it's a good thing because in a lot of ways, you know, people were saying, you know, mental illness is this and mental illness is that. It was like before it was just a terrible disease to, and people were just like kind of shy away from it. Now people are like, you know what, I got anxiety, I got this, and, you know, I have these, I had depression. And people were like, well, that's fine because I did too. And, you know, yeah. it, it kind of opens the door for a lot more honesty and True. people don't have to hide as much as they used to. And, um, you know, the, the flaws are something that's not something that is hidden so much anymore. And and it's good for people to be able to, to walk into a situation that they, they can, you know, know full well this person is bipolar and, and they're okay mm-hmm. with it. And maybe I can – I really care about this person and I want to get to know them better. Let me, you know um, – and it's, it's not always something that is um, – something you can't see like we're talking about things that people can't see or or whatever but some people right. if you're in a wheelchair it's some people would see that as a flaw even though most people don't anymore you know it's just you right know, somebody's death or somebody has depression it's still to that person it's it you know could be a hardship or it could be something that propels them to climb a mountain so yeah you never really know what a flaw is to one is it the same to, to someone else True. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I told one of my girlfriends one time that um, she was always having a hard time finding someone because she's one of those people that always compares someone that she's dating to her ex. So oh, God. I, I think that's one of those flaws that can be detrimental to your dating life. And yeah. At at a certain point she had to be aware that she was doing it. But it got mm-hmm. it got to where, you know, she would go out on these dates and she's beautiful, like stunning beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about she's like model beautiful, not like normal beautiful. She's beautiful. And so mm-hmm. dates come pretty easily to her. You know, guys pick her up, try to pick her up everywhere. They try to shoot their shot everywhere she's at, anywhere she goes. So, you know, she has a lineup, and so she goes on frequent dates, and the conversations always start off with, she's like, you know, did you have a good time? Yeah, but it was always, yeah, but, and that's how I knew it was coming, because she always hit me with the yeah, but, and she would never uh, compare the two, but it was always like this subconscious comparison so she hated the fact that her long-term ex-boyfriend was addicted completely addicted to seafood like he loved seafood he always wanted to eat seafood she got sick and tired of seafood restaurants so uh when she went out on a date with this one guy she immediately was like, yeah, it was good, but, and then I was like, what happened? She was like, of course he wanted to go to a seafood restaurant. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe it was coincidental. She was like, yeah. And, you know, she goes, you know how I feel about that. But, you know, it was almost Mm -hmm. like an automatic turnoff for her because the guy picked a seafood restaurant. And it's just kind of like, quit comparing him to your ex. The, The fact that the guy a seafood restaurant doesn't mean anything. It just means that's the restaurant he picked for the night. So it it was always little things like that where she was like, you know, he picked a seafood restaurant. And I'm like, sure, okay. (laughs) We're in Maryland. Yeah, Yeah, seafood restaurants are all over the place. Uh, So that was one of the things that I was just like, and and I brought it up to her one time. I was like, you know what? You should probably you know, turn that filter of, I won't mention his name, but you need to turn that filter off where you kind of like filter everybody by his flaws and the things that you didn't like about him and, and, and constantly comparing people to him. I wouldn't have drawn, I wouldn't have even drawn the connection with the seafood restaurant if, if I wasn't comparing the fact that that was a negative thing to her just let me know that you still are comparing people to him. So um, yeah. that doesn't mean that he's a cheater because he chose a seafood restaurant. So 
Yeah. It just shows it to me that shows a lot of pain that's just Yeah. Untouched. Oh yeah. Like it's a nerve that's just exposed and you know, it's and I I get it. That is one fear that I have is because that's not somebody who is gonna come out and say, you know what, I compare you to my ex and they left me or they did something that it's not gonna work out and it's I'd right. rather be there but I'm I'm here right. because you know this is cool or too. They, or that but she's I, even I, aware that she does that. Even I don't even know if she was aware in the beginning that she did that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, you, you're right. And you, I mean, it's just a pain. I mean, it's, yeah. for that person, you it's, it's terrible. But it, then yeah. it gets to be, yeah. What what damage are you doing to this next person that you get married to and have kids, and five years in, you're still <laughs> rolling over in bed thinking, "Damn, I wish I was still with whoever." <laughs> You know, that is, exactly. like, that is awful. But, yeah. you know, I think you just have to be able to um, see people different. Like, we've all had relationships, and we've all been with great people, and then we've been with not-so-great people. And, you know, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to – and I, I say that because I can, but a lot of people can't. It's just you have to take people as they are, and everybody's different. And, you know, one quality one has is not the same quality the next may have, but they have other ones that – may surpass that one. So, but, you know, when you're totally in love with somebody and it doesn't work out, you know, how can you really just jump into the next one and just be like, all right, now you're just as good. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a tough thing to talk about and, 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 um, you know, kind of break apart and dissect, but, you know, it's just one of those things that can be really damaging to everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was one of those things where she was like, what do you mean? And I kind of like pointed out um, the similarities and was what, what really sucked was the guy who picked the seafood restaurant. She never went out with him again. She never went out with him again. It was just like, it was stuck in her mind. Um, So you could have possibly given up on a pretty awesome guy based on, your asshole ex-boyfriend always picking a seafood restaurant. So, you know, I think in the beginning, sometimes we do that a lot and we know what we don't want and we try to look for little telltale signs. But in that case, I think she was just, like you said, like you're just so hurt by somebody that you can't move past the things that have happened um, to move forward. So pretty unfortunate. Um, she she ended up, you know, linking up with someone some years later, but it took a while. It took her a long while. Yeah. She got over it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Any other flaws uh, you can think of that people have? Probably the most common ones. Um. Well, I mean. I think a big flaw people are starting to develop now is just the the bombardment of singles. It's like before you'd have to go to a bar and see somebody you like and then look for a ring and then kind of find a way to talk to them and find out what their situation is or see somebody at wherever you see them. Now it's just like you get on these apps and you find all these people and you're just swiping people without even, you know, even not even going into their profile and reading what they wrote, you're just like, nope, nope, nope. And I think that kind of spills over into the world. It's like you see people and you're just like, nope. And True. You know, there's some amazing people out there that aren't getting, you know, the attention that they deserve because people are just so quick to shut you down now because they just look at you and and, and know that you know, yeah. I'm not interested. Well, because because you're disposable. You know, people, right. I think, to the apps and social media, it it literally makes it this, like, influx of single people all the time with all these outlets and venues to meet people. And you know what? So what? You know, we didn't click. I'll just join another dating site and I'll meet 40 other people. So, right. yeah, it makes it makes complete sense. You're disposable. Yeah. It takes away it takes away people's like value. Yeah. yeah, it takes yeah. away people's value when the market is saturated. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is great 
in some ways, and it's, I mean, everything we talk about is great in some ways and terrible in other ways, but uh-huh. um, it's just you got to you gotta really be honest with yourself and with, with everybody involved. And, and that's what makes these situations work is when you're straight up. It's like, I'm, you know, you don't have to be all up front in the beginning, but mm-hmm. just be honest with, with yourself and, and what you're comfortable, you know, and how, what makes you enjoy your evening and, and just finding a way to enjoy yourself. Because when people get together and they start dating, if you're fighting and you're dating, I don't think you should be together. But if it's good, and because you, you I think you should start fighting and everything when you are, like, locked in, like, really in a relationship. But if you start off rocky, it's just uh-huh. never, ever going to work. It, it's just, you know, not worth pursuing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I can't think of any other immediate flaws that I have. Um, I eat food off of people's plates. I mean, not anyone. Like the person I'm dating, like I'm that person that'll stick my fork on your plate. I'll ask sometimes. I'll ask, can I have a piece of that or whatever? But yeah, I'm that person. So that's a flaw. Yeah. I know some people can't stand that. Some people hate it. Um, the other flaw I have that you're very aware of is I mm. like to talk on the phone. I have literally had yeah. people discontinue dating me because I call and I don't text. It's such an intrusion to people. Um, yeah. I like to hear people's voices. I like to hear what kind of mood you're in. I feel like texting is so stale. I can never read what's going on. Um, I've had people, I've called people and then them not answer and then text me back and ask me, what do I want? So yeah. that could very much be a flaw for a lot of people. Um, I've been told yeah, I- numerous times that it's a flaw. Yeah, these days people like to text. And you know what? That's interesting because I did have somebody I was seeing, and we were, like, tight. We were really, really good friends, and um, we texted all the time. And for some reason, when she would call me, I would just not want to talk to her. Like, it was just so Why? that I, I could not have any conversation with her. And, you know, I'm a person that I like talking on the phone, too, I, not to everybody. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, certain people, conversationalists, if you can talk to me as I talk to you, um, we're good. But right. if you're, like, quiet and I have to forcefully create the conversation, I'm not with it. Uh, and yeah, I think that was sucks. her thing. It was just like she would call and just be like, what are you doing? And I'll, I'll talk for a second and it's like, all right, now do I have to create the conversation? You just called me. And it, for some reason it just – like our text would flow great. But when it came to talking on the phone – it was like pulling teeth for me, and I just, I really couldn't do it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's, that could be tough, but I'm not that quiet person, so why they don't enjoy the presence of my phone call, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I've been told by numerous people it's a flaw, so uh, that's my other flaw that I could think of. The flaw that bothers me it bothers me that it bothers other people. Like, I don't care yeah. that people, you know, that I love to talk on the phone. I'd rather talk on the phone. I'm a 80s baby, so I grew up talking on the phone for hours on end. Yeah. So, yeah. and I love to talk. But um, I, I've seriously had people say, is, is someone dead? Is someone dying? Is that why you're calling me? So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, seriously, people have said that. I'm like, wow. no, but uh, if you don't feel like talking, I can definitely let you go. <laughs> so I've, wow. I've been embarrassed a couple of times. It's it's okay. Um, but, yeah, so flaw number 372. I like to talk on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I can – Say one that is very sad. <laughs> um, oh, that's a flaw of mine. That uh-huh. um, some people would say it's not a flaw, but I think as for you know being able to, I don't know. I think I'm going in 
blind most of the time when I'm dealing with people and like dating and all this because I have I've never been in love. Like really in my life. Now I love my dog. I loved all my dogs. I love my family. Like I'm easy. Okay. Like I I can I'm okay to fall in love. Like I'm good. I love everything. I'm one of those people that I'm very empathetic. I just like I'm a loving person. But I've never been with anybody that made me feel like I was in love. Do you know what huh. I mean? So I feel like that yeah. being a flaw because when you're dealing with people, you know um, what the stakes are. You know, you know what the possibilities are for where things can go. You kind of work a little harder to, to you know, make things work. Um, yeah. I've never been to the mountaintop. I've never, I've, that I mean, is just, interesting. That's just how, yeah. I, and I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a person that's very, you know, passionate about stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just never seemed to have happened. So no one's tickled your fancy is what you're saying. Huh. Well, yeah, I, I, I can mean, say I've that's definitely a, that, that's definitely a flaw because at this age, yeah. I mean, I can understand if you were 20 years old and you're saying that, definitely understandable. Yeah. But at this age, that could definitely frighten women off because they oh, could yeah. think they're and not you know, going to get anywhere with you. Right, and it's never come up. Literally, it's only come up once with somebody that I was with for two years. It never really came up. Other than that, it's it's just something that it just is. It, it, I mean, and I don't just come out and say it like, look, I've never been in love, so let's hang out. Um, uh-huh. But it's just never been something. I mean, I've been with people that I've thought this is going to be great, like I, high hopes, and just never really gets to that point. So I got a question. The person that you were with for two years, you guys were together a solid two years, and you never told her you loved her? Yeah, never. I mean. (laughs) That would have alarmed me if I was her. Yeah. But we weren't. Two years um, is a long time. It wasn't like. How do I say this? It wasn't like okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and now the next stage is it. It has never really. It's just been like we're friends, and then it grew into something else, and then it's starting to grow into something else. And with her, um, I feel like I could have, like, grew into it, but it wasn't off the bat. And I'm I'm a person that, you know, I maybe that's maybe that's the underlying root is that I'm not gonna force it. Like, I'm not going to really work towards love because I feel like that's something that should come naturally. Um, so if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to say it. I said it twice when I was young because it was said to me, and I didn't know how to okay. reply to it besides, you know, that, um, just saying it back. And yeah. it's just never been something – because, to be fair, I haven't had a million girlfriends. Like, I've okay. dated a lot, but not um, – like two, I had two relationships last, you know, like a long time, um, and it just never, it just never happened. I don't know. I, can, I get that. I get the 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 serial dating. I I definitely understand yeah. that. I know other people exactly like that. Even with the relationship for two years, even if it was mm, untitled, um. You definitely know when you're with someone for two years. I'd be interested in talking to this person because I don't know, women especially, I don't know how a woman could date someone for two years and them never say, I love you. That is, I am totally baffled by that. Um, And maybe because we, we, um, we had issues in the beginning that as friends uh-huh. we wanted to work out and maybe that oh, prolonged okay. like the, that whole thing. And I think okay. that's probably what caused everything to take longer than it should have. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have fell in love with her. Um, uh-huh. We were really good friends. And I think we were both just being careful because we were involved before that and it just ended uh-huh. bad. And then we tried again. And I think during the second attempt, is why we were so careful. Like, um, mm, okay. 
I think we were just too careful. But yeah, and I'm not. I don't believe in saying it unless it's real because that's just walking down a road that's just, you know, not good. Of course, of course, I understand that. Just again, two years is a long ass time. I, I I don't even think I could be with someone for two years and never hadn't said that's like a a lost investment there. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you guys were happy, you were happy. I just that is serious yeah. time. It really is. Yeah, and it was probably more me. Um, I was more of the issue, and I think she was just being more careful than I was uh-huh. um, because. Our friendship started because she had a breakup. Okay. And I was, so you're a rebound you know, we guy? Friends, so we talked about it. So the first one was a rebound, and I told her we're not going to be involved because I'm not going to be a rebound. We're just going to be friends. And she persisted. And mm-hmm. um, then years later, when it popped back up again, I figured this is all right. But, you know, let's just be careful because we lost our friendship. We had a really good friendship, and it, we lost that because of the first one. And I think that's why everything was just slowed down. Yeah. I would rather have a friendship than a relationship that's going to end and then never talk to the person that you cared about, you know, again. Yeah. Which happens a lot. So it's just a little complicated. It, that's probably would what it, it was. Would it, be wrong, would it be wrong for a woman that you date to assume that you have a flaw of uh, inability to commit? Not saying that's what it is. I'm not saying that's what it is, but if someone came to you and told you that based on your track record, would would that hold any truth to it? I'd say that's very fair. I say that's very okay. fair, but I'm a person who, you know, my older sister and brother are 10 years older than me, so they got married and had kids, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted that. Like, it's not like I I never wanted kids and I never wanted to be married. I wanted that. Right. I just wanted it to be right because I really like myself. Like, I love myself. Um, uh-huh. So anything I do in my life, I want to add somebody to my life that's going to make me a better person. So if I feel of like course. I'm with somebody that's making me a better person, then I'm all in, like 100%. I will commit right. um, everything. But if it doesn't feel like it's going that way, I'm not going to add somebody to my life that doesn't improve my situation. True. Like I'm not True. a person that believes that I'm not whole until I meet the person I'm supposed to be with. I feel like I'm whole right now. So Yeah. Well, amen. It's, it's amen just, to that. You know, yeah, to- totally understandable. Totally understandable. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I just wanted you to have another flaw. That's that's all. That's, yeah. That was really the point of me you saying know, that. <laughs> I think I have one. That's a terrible flaw to me. That's a terrible flaw. And you know, I got like you said, we have thousands of flaws. It's just you know, which yeah, ones pop up and and which ones can you really identify? And I do have some flaws though. So. Yeah. We all. Yeah, yeah. We all do. We all do. Yeah, but I I guess the bottom line is just you know for people to be honest and to put yourself out there because even your flaws are the same as other people's flaws and you'd be great with those other people and maybe not so much the person that you were with before you stated your flaws. So um, yeah, be honest. I guess that's the moral of the story today is just be honest with yourself and you know. Yeah, be honest. Look how great anger management classes work. Then people all are in accordance that they have a flaw and it's anger. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Um I can't cool. imagine all the relationships that have come out of anger management classes. So there's hope. <laughs> there's hope for everybody as yeah. long as you're honest. <laughs> That's right. um, yeah. yeah. So um if anybody would like to date Daniel or myself with all of our flaws <laughs> <laughs> Here's them on Instagram. Slide in the Send DMs. Send us a tweet or hit us up on Instagram. You're more than welcome to slide in our DMs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll make sure we express all of our flaws to you up front. Um, and then we'll do a but, podcast uh, about it. And then, we'll, and then we'll podcast about it. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that's right. We're in, ag- we're in agreement with that. But I just wanted right. to thank everybody for tonight. Uh, make sure uh, you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, we will be airing another episode soon. And, again, we'll be on iTunes in about two weeks. I'll be sure to make that announcement at the next podcast if all of that is set, is set to go. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Daniel. Um, Thanks, everybody listening. All right. Good night.